I think in general, in life, it's a daily practice to show up for yourself. Like no matter what your gender, race, family background, you know, anything, like no matter what you have to stand up for yourself in so many different situations and own who you really are and what you are capable of doing, especially when you're younger, because there's always that bias of being younger too, right? And so the more I have grown my career and at a speed that I have grown my career, I have found myself more and more in rooms that I was not only the not, not I was the only woman, but I was also the youngest person in the room, which makes it more tricky to really, you know, be a decision maker, own that decision and make other people believe in you as well. Hi there, and welcome to the Let's Thrive podcast. My name is Emily Feichels, and I started this page to inspire, educate and empower any who listen. Like most people, I'm a curious soul and love to chat with my guests on all things health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I hope you'll stick around for a time or two. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to the Let's Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and we are on to the official second episode of 2020. Cue the confetti, eh? I'll be honest. I feel like I'm on a freaking treadmill since the holidays are over because my schedule's just mixed up. I don't know what day it is. And there's just so much I have to do, want to do, yet it doesn't feel like there's enough time. Which is crazy because it's in reality been like a week. Well, right now when I'm recording this, it's like January 7th. And yet it feels like I've already wasted so much time, whatever that means. So I don't know. I'm sure some of you relate where it's just like, you want to do big things, you want to do a lot of things, and it doesn't feel like there's time yet. Yeah, it's kind of like a yo-yo thing, you know? And it, it still does feel odd trying to get back into routine after such a long time of hectic planning. Like, all of December just felt almost like a circus with <laughs> all these surprises jumping out at you that you had to get done or you had to go to. Maybe it was a party and there's lots of scary things and fun things popping up and there's all this hype and colors and flashy things and then the dramatic takedown of the circus after December 25th. I don't know, maybe that was a weird way to describe it, but certainly how it felt for me. But the best things I have done to like get back into routine and feel semi-normal again is honestly just planning and throwing myself into my work while I'm feeling so energetically and creatively recharged. I don't always suggest that you just like go, go, go with your head down into work, but in this sense, it's kind of helped me. And I got a planner for Christmas. It's a brand, I think it's Bando. I'll try to link it below. It's really neat. It's this glorious, a little small, but then again, I write big, so that's a personal issue. But it's this beautiful little book and it's very sleek, very vibey, and very good at helping me plan, schedule, prioritize, etc., etc keeping me on track in a good way and, I don't know, makes me feel like I have my life put together some more, you know? So, but anyway, on to today's episode. If you listened back, like, two episodes, my big intro into the new year one, I shared that there are lots of fun and big things coming up in 2020, and the podcast in general is just expanding. What I mean is that I want to talk to people in all walks of life and just get away from solely health and wellness, which I know I was already doing, but just really branching out more. And today's guest is a prime example of that. Now, I must confess, my friend Aria is on the podcast today. But similar to me, her name is a puzzle to my mind, as in, 
I really am afraid I'm going to butcher it if I try to say it in this intro. And so I'm just going to try to avoid saying it now and you'll hear it within the first like five minutes of the podcast. Arya, I'm so sorry. Know that I love you. But my last name, Feichels, like I've had it butchered all my life. It, it was a rarity if someone actually said it right. And so I can never put someone through that pain that I went through, especially on a podcast. So just think of it as a moral standing on my part that I will try to never butcher someone's name. And in this case, I'm just going to let Arya introduce herself in the podcast episode. But what I love so much about this episode is that it's just hella inspiring and empowering. Arya is just slaying in her field and doing so many great things. And I don't know, listening through it really gave me, it was almost like a pep talk from Arya and myself to me in a sense. And I hope it's that way to you as well. I think it can be so easy to fall into these traps almost of what we should be doing or what society thinks of us, or we feel limited in ways of what we're capable of doing. And I mean, I was there and I'm still there. I started on the college route because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Like I had all these things telling me that's what I was supposed to do and get a job and make a life and be happy. And life didn't really go that way for me, (laughs) as you know, if you follow. And you know, that's my choice and my journey. And then there are people like Arya who made the commitment, she went to school, she got her degree, and that's just as okay because the world needs you people. I'll need you someday when I'm in the hospital. (laughs) Um, Honestly though, but the difference with her is that she didn't let anything define or limit her and control her life. So like, I'm not saying that like, don't go to school because like I said, when I'm in the hospital, I want my doctor to be going to school. But I'm just saying don't let it define you, you know? She went, as you'll hear in this episode, she went into the tech field and she could have listened to what everything and society and everyone was telling her to do with said career, but she didn't. She fused it with another passion, health, and created something great, which I'll discuss about in a minute. But I guess, like, what I just want you to think about during this episode, because it's what I tried to think about while I was editing it, is where where or what in your life are you being held back or like what is holding you back you know is it a societal pressure family pressure a limiting belief from yourself or your past a financial situation i just maybe identify what it is think on it think on it long and hard see what other areas of your life might be affecting might be affected by it you know is it is it affecting your friendships your work life your social life What about your relationships to your family or to a significant other? Is it causing you anxiety or leading you to obsess over things? Kind of like dimming your shine? Because nobody wants to have a dimmed shine. We want to glow bright. We want to shine like a diamond, right? I think that's a Rihanna quote, but don't quote me on it. So (laughs) once you identify what's going on, what's holding you back, I just want you to think about that as you listen to this episode and see if anything that Aria or me, I don't know, maybe I'm inspiring, (laughs) says to inspire you to make change or shift your mindset to ponder some more. I just want you to, you know, whatever. I'm over all the new year, new hype, shove, shiz, stuff like that. But I do want you to take this year to work on yourself because you deserve it. You deserve to support your own well-being just as much as anybody else does. So there you go. That's my TED talk. But honestly, so back to the actual episode, you'll hear us discuss how Aria actually got started in the tech field, how health then found its way into her own little life path, and how she combined the two passions to actually create an app, which 
How cool is that? If I could create an app, I'd be I'd be a lot different place than I am now. But anyway, it's called Vito, and you'll hear all about it in the episode. But as a personal word on it, like I I love it. I gave it a go when I first connected with Aria a couple months ago, I think. Um, we connected because of a mutual friend, Britt Berlin, whom was the previous episode to this, if you listen in order. Anywho, we connected and we chatted and she, Aria is just a ray of sunlight, like a human being that I adore and love so much. So when I found out she had Vito, I hurried up and tried it out and I, I love it. And I, you know, I will say like, I'm wary of any sort of health app because before when I used them, they were always for dieting or calories or your weight or exercise or all that shiz. But Aria's is designed with all of those issues specifically in mind. As you'll hear, she herself went through a harmful phase with health where, you know, she was just thinking about it a bit too much, obsessing a bit like we nearly all have done at some point. And she had a diet app that just really turned her off. And she thought to herself, like, this can't be right. This can't be all there is to health apps. And it just kind of really upset her. So she used her skills in the tech field and her love and passion and knowledge for health to create this app, Vito, that promotes a healthy lifestyle with no triggering content. I can assure you myself as someone who has previously had disordered eating tendencies, as you all know. So as an example, like, if you want to set a goal that you drink more water water <laughs> on Vito, you can track how much water you drink in a day to meet your goals. And I think that's great because if you want to build the habit of drinking more water, like my dad currently is, go dad, this would be the perfect app for it. Or you can do the same thing with something like there's a category for greens. And this isn't saying like, oh, you need to be eating so-and-so amount of cups of greens today. No, it's like, how much do you want to eat for greens? Because like, I don't care who you are. Like we all need some vegetables and greens in our life. Like you want to be a healthy functioning human being, eat some greens. Don't obsess over it, but eat some dang greens. And this is a great way for someone to track that or start a new habit, you know, just really get into the health field. And when I say track, I'm like, she, there aren't any calories on it. It's not telling you weight, height, or anything like that. Like, this is literally just to say, I had two servings of greens today. Like, that's what I wanted to hit. That's my new habit. That's my new goal that I'm doing. Whatever you want to do. So, I promise it is not triggering. And it is just such beautifully ease of use designed. I love it. And it's available on the App Store. So, all links will be below. Check that out. And after that, all I do is I ask Aria all about being in the tech field because I found that so interesting as I wanted to know how she felt being a woman in rooms full oftentimes with rich, educated, privileged men in the tech field. And in that we discuss, you know, how she worked through self-worth, limiting beliefs, setting boundaries, and learning to communicate. Just so much wisdom in this one. And if any of it resonates with you, please share in your stories, leave a rate review, or just reach out to us on Instagram. We both love to chat. We always answer all of our DMs. Aria is on Instagram at Arima as well, I'll spell it out. A-R-I-A-M-S-F-A-R. And you can find Vito and more info on that at Vito underscore app. So V-I-T-O underscore A-P-P. 
And I can be found at thrive underscore on life or at let's thrive the podcast. So without further ado, let's begin. As you guys know, I'm all about eating a whole foods diet and supplementing when necessary for optimal health and wellness. That's why I'm so passionate about a favorite brand of mine and sponsor of the podcast, Cured Nutrition. Cured Nutrition offers hemp and CBD products that can enhance your daily wellness routine and aid in your health journey. Their products are organically grown, vigorously tested, and responsibly sourced in their home base of Colorado. And in case you're like I was just a few months ago, confused as to what CBD, hemp, or any of this means, let me explain. Hemp is in the same group as cannabis, but contains less than 0.3% of THC. It has been used and consumed by humans for ages and is a great source of plant-based protein, rich in essential amino acids, and supplies healthy omega-3 and 6 fats. Cured offers a variety of hemp products, like their hemp hearts that you can sprinkle on meals, blend in a smoothie, or bake into cookies. And the product I use daily is their mint hemp oil. I take a dose each morning and have seen immense relief of that early morning anxiety that so many of us can experience. More so, I firmly believe it's helped with my joint pain, which is something I've struggled with for two plus years now. In my last three months of testing cured products, I have seen drastic improvement. No more stretching four times a day just to relieve my joints, and I'm serious on that one. Now CBD, aka cannabidiloy, did I say that right? <laughs> it's a natural compound that is found in hemp and similar to THC, yet is not non-psychoactive. So no, it does not get you high. Cured has so many options for this too. Everything from a body salve to dog treats, cookie dough, gel caps, and my personal favorites, the Zen and Rise capsules. I take the Cured Zen capsule every night for deep sleep and improved digestion. Thanks to their blend of CBD, magnesium, and super herbs such as ashwagandha and chamomile, I get a deep night sleep plus the improved digestion from magnesium. The Cured Rise capsules are perfect for morning and act as like a natural stimulus to get you going. The blend is caffeine-free but composed of focus aids such as rhodiola and ginseng to craft the ideal nootropic supplement. Now I really need this with my fatigue. That early morning, it just gets me going gets my brain alert, and I'm ready for the day. If you'd like to learn more about Cured Nutrition and their products, you can find them at curednutrition.com. And if you'd like to try a product or two, go ahead and use my code, Let's Thrive, to save $10 on your first order of $50 or more. Now there's no better time than the present to try something new and see the benefits of Cured Nutrition in your life. you're the best everything's gonna be great oh thank you okay yay we can we can start recording any anything. okay well with you there is so much to discuss that it was actually challenging to even pick a beginning topic <laughs> i decided ultimately that it's your combined work in tech and in the health field that's helping so many so let's start there so we'll discuss this a bit more in a couple minutes sure. here, but you're the creator of an app and it's called Vito and it is a mastermind creation. So I'm curious regarding this entire experience, how did you get started in the tech field? Like where did, where did that come from and how did it get started in your life? Yeah, that's such a good question and something that I get a ton, especially because there are not 
you know, it's not really common for girls to study computer engineering and like for women to be in tech. It's definitely a very male dominated industry. So I get that question a lot. And I love that I get that question because I feel like we need more women in tech and we need more girls to study things that are not so popular to study. Uh, for me, I have always been really inspired by the ability of tech to solve problems at such a scale that is so difficult to solve otherwise. And I think it's unfortunate that we don't have that many women in tech because I feel like women are great problem solvers. And a big part of being in tech, building technology from ground up, is being a really good problem solver, like identifying a problem that hasn't been solved and solving it in the best way possible. And so that has always been really inspiring for me. And that's why I wanted to, to go into that, this direction. But also beyond that, I think I always love a really good challenge, honestly. And I think being in an environment that is not designed for me to, you know, organically excel at just because, you know, when you are part of an environment that is you're a woman and it's male dominated or any sort of diversity inequality, it becomes harder and you have to go through different things to prove yourself. And I wanted that challenge. Like I felt empowered to kind of like prove myself in that space. And all of that together seemed so exciting to me. So I studied computer engineering in the University of Florida. Then later on, um, moved to Silicon Valley, Bay Area, because that's where the magic happens. And I really wanted to be part of the startup world. And I had the opportunity to, you know, work for a couple of really amazing companies. The latest one of them before going back to the startup world was Uber. And I got the opportunity to like lead multiple teams there and just really be part of this incredible opportunity to touch lives at such a scale and build things that like millions of people were using. It was all really exciting to me. And it's so different from, you know, what I do on social media in so many ways. And I like that uh, because I feel all of us, all of us human beings in this world are like creatives, especially women. I think they are just creative in so many different dimensions. And a lot of us don't really embrace that. And it took me a little bit of time to really accept all parts of me and embrace them and show them. And so I like that what I do on social media or at least what I have done on social media prior to building Vito had nothing to do with what I did in tech, really nothing. And it was, it was just a really great creative outlet for me to be fully me and use that to inspire other people to be fully themselves and understand the ways that they can improve their lives. I love that. And I think you're so right in that sometimes it is beautiful to challenge ourselves in a field such as that. And then also how you did find the creativity through social media. And, you know, I was curious though, in the tech field, and especially when you were starting out and you were a young woman in this field, was there ever a time where you really had to like stand up for yourself and maybe like put a, you know, just stand up for yourself, make a statement and show, show them that like, yeah, I deserve to be here too. I'm just as talented, just as skilled as you are. Oh my gosh, absolutely. So many times. Like it's, I think it's a, 
I think in general, in life, it's a daily practice to show up for yourself. Like no matter what your gender, race, family background, you know, anything, like no matter what you have to stand up for yourself in so many different situations and own who you really are and what you are capable of doing, especially when you're younger, because there's always that bias of being younger too, right? And so the more I have grown my career and at a speed that I have grown my career, I have found myself more and more in rooms that I was not only the not not I was the only woman, but I was also the youngest person in the room, which makes it more tricky to really, you know, be a decision maker, own that decision and make other people believe in you as well. And so for that, I really have worked on myself, like really understanding how to say no, when to say yes, when to say yes before you're ready, how to make a point, how to communicate honestly, but compassionately when things are not right. When you like, receive a piece of feedback or the way you receive a piece of feedback and then you need to communicate that with your peers or your manager or whoever, another decision maker. Like all of these are things that you absolutely have to learn to succeed. And that's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about talking about different self-improvement things on Instagram because I think those are the things that actually make you really capable of living your fullest potential because you are going to face obstacles all the time. And I really wish I had someone who I could truly look up to uh, when I started that could really be like a true mentor for me. I didn't have anyone like that, but I, but I looked up to so many different people for so many different things and I learned different things from different people. But I think it's nice to have people that you can relate to and you can learn from them. And so that's one of my intentions on social media too, because I also have a lot of people who follow me who are very younger than me, who are going through the things that I went through five years ago or 10 years ago. So I'm always like, how can I help? So they can exceed faster than me. Because it's also this thing that I think I'm seeing more and more women just wanting to help each other, which is so beautiful. Like instead of competing, just looking for people who are a few steps ahead of you or few people who you can help to be at the step that you are and just kind of like wanting to create this environment that everybody can win instead of competing with each other. And that's what I try to do on social media too. Well, yeah, and you do a wonderful job of it. I mean, there's something you said the one time and it just rocked me. It was so, it just hit me so hard. You were, I think it was like uh, when you're having a bad day, you, you go and you support another woman or it was something like that. And um, I just remember that day I was having a really bad day and I didn't want to be on social media. I didn't want to be interacting with anyone, but I saw that. And so I just went and I was like, you know what? here are three women that I love what they're doing. I want to highlight, I want to support them. And it just makes you feel good inside because when we, you know, raise each other up, like that's when the magic happens. That's, that's when things change. And that's when, I don't know, it just builds such community. So I think you do a wonderful job of that. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, And I totally agree with you. Like you can have, can have the worst day ever, but the moment that like you use that little bit of love in you to support someone else, just like whether or not you receive a good feedback from them, like it doesn't even matter how they respond. Just the act of doing that is I think for me, at least, instantly puts me in such a better mood. And I always say, like, 
do it without any expectations of how people are going to respond because you never know how people respond. And I have supported so many people on social media who have responded wonderfully and I've supported people who didn't care about it and I didn't care about that reaction because that that's not the motivation anyways like you do it as an act of self-love and you also do it as, as an act of sharing love yeah and that's the important part is to not set expectations you know for the return because yeah as you said that's not what it's about at all so I I love it. I, you say it so eloquently. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And you also get disappointed, right? Because you can never predict how people are going to respond. That's another thing about social media and like being vulnerable on social media and being open. Like when you, when you open up about something also, you don't know how people are going to react, whether they're going to receive it positively or negatively. So if you even like open up about something on social media for the sole purpose of, you know, receiving validation, or your success or your pain is also just such a bad game to play anyways. Yeah. I mean, I experienced that with the podcast. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I guess I'm such a big supporter, you know, like I'm, I'm just a cheerleader for a lot of people I feel. And I'd have guests who, you know, were all happy go lucky, but then when like the episode would come out, they just like wouldn't, they wouldn't share it. And that's okay. Like it's not on them, but I, I just went into it with the expectation of like, oh yeah, everybody thinks this way. You know, everybody's open to share a quick little, you know, blurb of a podcast they were on, but it's like the fact of the matter is not everyone is. And once I let go of that expectation, like I'm just happy if the guest, you know, acknowledges that the episode's coming out and then some do go above and beyond and that's beautiful. But yeah, it's, that's where I've really grown through that challenge I suppose but yeah uh, and you can't see me but I'm like a smiling and nodding <laughs> because I've definitely experienced that in so many different areas as well and I think you know um, also ultimately you you never know who is going to receive your message and at what time like you might record a podcast today and you don't know the extent of impact that it's making because not everyone who's also tuning in is going to write you a message and then months from from now, someone might come up to you, even in real life, and be like, I listened to that podcast episode. And you're like, wow, like, I had no idea. I actually didn't feel great about that podcast episode. I'm sure you have experienced that to some extent. You know, I'm smiling real big. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. also, side note, uh -huh. you are like one of the nicest people I've ever met on social media. I just want everyone who's listening to know this, because the first time you messaged me, and I don't even remember when it was, but I was just like, oh my gosh, she is so sweet, so nice. So it's always so refreshing to see someone just really being who they are in their private messaging as, you know, the persona they have online. Oh, that makes me smile so much because I'm the same about you. Like when, when you messaged me back, I remember I told my brother, I was like, I can't believe this. Like, she's so nice and amazing. And now she wants to like go on a phone call. Like, oh. <laughs> so it was, yeah. I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I did want to, okay, so we discussed the tech side of things and creating Vito, but now I want to know, when did health come into the picture? So maybe like, what was your beginning relationship with health? And we can go into, you know, how that, how that created Vito in your mind and now in real life. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I have gone through different phases of 
good and bad relationships with health or just being uneducated about health um, as well. Um, you know, I, I think my first relationship with health started when I was 18 and I was, uh, I was 17 actually. I was starting, studying so hard to, you know, to go through good college and just like was so stressed out by the pressure I was under. And just by being so stressed out, I gained about 20, 21, 22 pounds. And that also made me aware of how much I was unaware of the impact of a stress and lifestyle and how you feel. And it wasn't even about the weight. It was about just how I felt and I didn't feel strong and energized. And, you know, just, I, it, I just didn't feel like me for a little bit of time. And that actually started this journey of learning about health and getting educated on the impact of different things um, and how they can affect your body from the food you eat and you know the the lifestyle habits that you have every day so that was something that really uh, impacted me at, a, at an early uh, age of you know this adult life um, and then I also remember when I joined a startup in San Francisco, the very first serious full-time job that I had that I was so passionate about. I moved from Florida to, to San Francisco. So I would go to work very early in the morning and I would come back home late at night. And before that, I was a graduate student. So I had the flexibility of like making something homemade and, you know, taking that to school with me or just the scheduling my workout time. And now I don't have that flexibility anymore because I have something that is not really even a nine to five, it's more of an eight to eight job. And I'm working so hard and I'm so passionate about it. And I'm so excited that I get to make this impact. But I, I really, at that point, felt like I had to choose between my health and my ambition. And that really affected me. Like I was like, why I can't do both? Why I can't take the best care of myself and also really excel at what I'm doing? And that's when I really learned about the importance of putting yourself first, time management, being committed to taking care of yourself beyond everything else that is going on, all of those things together, and how, you know, making a small lifestyle changes, even as simple as remembering to drink enough water throughout the day can make a huge impact on your health. So that's another highlight that I have about health. And another thing that is actually so aligned with how even thinking about having um, something like Vito in my life as just a user, like someone who just used Vito every day, I started was on the campus uh, when I was studying at University of Florida. I remember very vividly, it was after a fitness class uh, with one of my girlfriends and she was so excited. She told me about this app that she was using and that she was like, she was really loving it and it was helpful for her. And I was so excited about it because like also being, you know, the nerdy tech person that I am, I'm like, okay, great. Like there's an app that can help me. And so I downloaded the app and then within five seconds, I'm being asked about my current weight, my goal weight, and being recommended to eat 1200 calories a day, even though I just wanted to maintain my weight. I didn't even want to lose weight. And it's not about the number of calories or even the question. It's just the fact that there is this piece of technology that has no information about who I am, my body type, my you know, health background, 
my mental state and recommending to me to go do this thing that is so number-based. And I just remember how anxious that made me feel. Like I was just so full of anxiety because I was like, there's no way that I'm eating 1,200 calories a day and I don't even want to eat 1,200 calories a day. And is, is, is that it? Is that everything that is related to health? And you know, there's so many apps like that that are so, so popular and everyone talks about them. And I think really uh, strongly that it's such a shame to reduce health to just weight loss. And there's nothing wrong with weight loss, but to reducing health to just weight loss or reducing health to just how you look on the outside, it's just such a shame because health is so much more than that. Health is really, and we talk about this a lot on uh, B2 social media page too, health is really how you feel on the inside not how you look on the outside and there's also nothing wrong with not feeling great on the inside I want to also make that very clear because there are times that whether because of things that are in your control or out of your control you might not feel great and that's totally okay but like what can we do about that how can we help you to get to the next step that is better and it's not focused on restriction and dieting and all of that and so that is what Vito is about. So right now, Vito is a free everyday well-being app. Um, as I mentioned, it's not about restriction or dieting. It's really about taking care of your health to the best of your ability every single day. And it really was inspired by first me as a frustrated customer, and then second also the community that I have on Instagram and what they wanted as our future users to be built so they can use every day. And so Vito can become part of their everyday life that they can count on that can help us to make more progress with their health journey. But yeah, I think what you said about not aligning weight loss necessarily with health, because I mean, I know I get it all the time where someone finds out your quote unquote healthy or you're one of those healthy people and they automatically assume you're trying to lose weight and it's like I just want to have good energy I want to be able to sleep well I want to you know make sure that my hormones stay balanced like it has nothing to do with weight loss for me but for some reason that does seem to be the stigma around it which is why I love Vito and what you've created with it because it's it's just based on those pillars of like you mentioned before just health of like, yeah, we do need to make sure we're drinking enough water. And yeah, we do need to be getting good sleep if you want to feel your best. So I just, I love how you turned, you know, an issue that you were facing of not being able to find a good app, not being educated on how to, you know, properly nourish your body and fuel it and treat it. And then you created something to help so many others. Like it's, it's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. And you know what? There's nothing wrong, as I said, with weight loss. Like I, as I mentioned, like I was in high school, I gained 22 pounds. I gradually lost all of that weight and more weight just by changing my lifestyle. And weight loss can be a beautiful thing, but also it's not the only thing that matters. And a lot of times it's not the thing that people need to focus on. Like there's so many people in this world that don't need to lose weight. They actually need to gain weight or gain muscle or just 
things that have nothing to do, you know, with how they look externally. Because you can look amazing externally and feel great internally too. You can also look amazing externally and feel horrible internally. And so how can we fix that internal part? Because also I think health is not the end all be all. It's not the end goal. It's actually the enabler. Like when you have great health, when you have great energy and you have you know, amazing sleep quality and all of that, then you can actually go after the things that you care about. You can spend more time with people who you care about, like all of these different things start with having great health. And I think society has made us feel like health is the end goal. Like looking a certain way is all we should aim for our entire lives, especially for women, um, where in reality, like, that's just a small part of your life, but has such an impact on how you can show up in other areas of your life as well. And so I, I also think like it's an important part of everybody's life, but it's also not their entire life because we have so much else that we can focus on. Don't definitely. Yeah. And like you said, I think it is just finding literally just what works for you. Like we're all so unique and, you know, so that being said, could you walk us through how Vito works? Because it, it is, that's what's beautiful about it is that it is individualized and unique to each of us because it's not trying to like put us in a weight category or a whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's not trying to label. So, you know, say someone gets the Vito app, how, how can that benefit their life then? Like what can they expect to get from it or use, use it for? Absolutely. I, we have started Vito very simple because I think simplicity is key in transformation. Like whatever habit you're trying to change, if you keep it simple, it's going to be so much easier. And so I wanted our users to go on this journey with, with Vito that it becomes more and more of the, you know, what they want, but like starting with something simple that everybody can use. So right now you can track your veggies, greens, and fruit intake on Vito as well as your water intake and make sure that you uh, get enough of them and whatever that enough means to you. So Vito is not, you know, uh, here to prescribe to you how much you should eat of anything. So you have your custom goal. So you can customize how much fruit you want to eat, how much greens you want to eat, how much veggies you want to eat every day. And then you can track that through Vito. Uh, we have a very um, inclusive uh, database of all types of foods, packaged foods. We have we support more than 240,000 packaged foods. So you can type in anything that you want and we actually, in a new version, we do a lot of really exciting things. So you don't have to manually do all the work yourself, but you feel supported because the database is large. And then very recently, also something that I uh, added to the app is that you can assign a score to your sleep, energy, or digestion quality and keep track of that every day. And the reason for that is as we you know discussed, health is so much more than what you eat. Like you can eat the most amazing diet, whatever that most amazing diet is for your body, and yet have poor sleep quality and because of that not feel your best or have not have enough energy and because of that not feel your best. And you want to like really dig into that and see where the problem is coming from. So we wanted um, to enable the users to 
really keep track of that. So that's where Vito is today. It's very simple when you get the app and like you see the home screen, like the simplicity speaks for itself because you clearly see all of those categories like greens, fruits, veggies, water, um, health scores. And you uh, can look at that throughout the day and see if you're hitting your goals or not. However, as I mentioned, even now we, I have like pages and pages of requests from our users for the future things that they want. So this is going to definitely evolve into doing more of what you need every day, both for food and beyond food. But it is always going to be with a simplistic mindset because I think that's so important, especially when the majority of of us are so busy every single day. So we don't want to work with an app that overwhelms us. We want to work with an app that helps us in the best possible way, but at the same time doing it in a simplistic way so we can actually consume all of that information every day. That's another problem I I had with a lot of um, other solutions on the market, whether they're apps or other solutions where I don't need to know every little detail of my diet every single day uh, in grams, like even beyond category, um, beyond, sorry, calories. You don't need to know all of those details every single day. You need other types of you know, encouragement and reminders that can get you through those really busy days. So that's really uh, the core of the the mission with Vito. So everyone can use Vito every single day and feel empowered and also feel mentally safe to use it. Um, That's also super important for me because you see all of these stats that say like collectively we lost this much weight or collectively we did this. And I never see the metrics of how it impacted people's lives mentally. And I really want to see that because I think that's so important. Um, And one of the best feedbacks that I've received was when, you know, the first version of Vito was released like a few weeks after someone messaged me and said, I'm recovering from an eating disorder. And this is the only app that I can use that doesn't trigger me in a negative way. It actually doesn't help me with my recovery, but it helps me with my health transformation and like making sure that I'm drinking enough water and all of those things, but it doesn't affect me negatively. And it was such a proud moment for me because we've had all of all types of testimonials of like, I'm using Vito for three days and um, just by three days, I've realized that I don't eat a variety of vegetables and I need to do a better job or, oh my gosh, I had no idea that I don't eat fruits at all most days or all of these testimonials of like health transformations. But that one was so important to me because I think there's a lack of empathy uh, for that in a lot of uh, spaces. Yeah, because I mean, most, most apps, most programs, whatever, they're targeting diet culture because it's such a huge industry and so of course they're going to cater to feed that you know feed that culture and so that is I mean that's just amazing I was smiling so big when you said that because (laughs) I mean you know when you're in the health field on Instagram there is a lot like there's so many you know issues with disordered eating and I personally have gone through it like I think so many people have so to hear that this app is you know safe, like safe for people to use without having those triggers is just phenomenal. And I did want to ask, like, even with something, just to explain a bit more, like with the greens, it's not like you're logging how many greens you ate in the calories, right? It's just like, oh, I ate this many servings of my greens in the day. 
Yeah, absolutely. So like most, we support a lot of different serving sizes. They're not in calories. There are cups, grams, tablespoons, teaspoons, things like that. But you can, for example, set a goal that for me, for example, I really like to aim for three cups of vegetables every day. And I like to have a variety of different vegetables aside from greens, because we have a different category for greens, such as spinach, kale, collard, you know, uh, greens mm-hmm. categories, basically. But basically you, uh, at a serving size that you want to your custom goal. Um, I usually do it in cups and then you, you track that. Um, and, you know, moving forward, we also really want to look into the relationship with, with the food that you eat and your sleep quality, your digestion and your energy, which has nothing to do necessarily with serving sizes. It's, it has more to do with the type of foods that you're eating than how much of them you're eating. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Even what you were saying about, uh, like it reminds you like to do variety. I'm such a repeat meal and repeat food offender. And I don't know, it was just this past week I was, we started getting imperfect produce and yeah, imperfect foods, whatever it is. (laughs) And they were sending us some new vegetables and I was like, oh, I don't usually eat these. And then I was like, okay, I need to add some variety (laughs) because I mean, it's so important for the gut microbiome and just eating seasonally is better I mean, it's nothing's whatever, like you don't have to say things good or bad, but I personally would like to eat more seasonally, add some variety in there. And I think that's like a, another neat way that the app could remind you to do that, like really put it in perspective for you. Yeah. And I'm so excited that you think, you know, doing that would be useful because I'm actually in the process of building a, a few new capabilities that are so like done so simplistically, but can really help you to make sure that you are introducing new ingredients to your diet. Cause we are all like creatures of habits. Like we can eat the same thing over and over again. And then we forget to like include the things that are seasonal or different from what we've been eating for the past few weeks. Sometimes even like you can eat something for a while and then forget to eat it for, you know, for such a long time, which is definitely not the best way to eat. So we'll definitely uh, release those things uh, as we, you know, as we continue working on Vito. And by the way, Vito right now is um, an invitation only private app. The download process is extremely easy like you just sign up through a link and then you'll download the app like a normal app on your phone but i'm launching Vito on the app store in a few weeks and i'm so extremely excited about it because our users are like the nicest community you can ever ask for like they went through so many problems in the beginning of like with downloading the app and all of that and they did that gracefully just because they wanted to get access to the app but now they don't have to deal with that anymore because I'm going to launch Vito on the app store very soon and so everyone can just directly download from the app store I love that I love that so much so as of now they can just it's the links in your bio right yes okay on Instagram so how about before we just as of now like what is your Instagram and Vito's Instagram? Just so if people are curious as we're talking about it, they can literally go find it, start looking into it and see what it's all about. And then we'll continue talking. Absolutely. So my personal Instagram is Aria, A-R-I-A, um, M-S-F-A-R. So Aria MSFAR is my main Instagram account. And then Vito's Instagram account, which I have mentioned in my own bio, is just Vito underscore app. So it's V-I-T-O and underscore app. Um, 
And for anyone who's listening, if you download Vito and you're like, well, I wish, you know, the app had this feature or this capability, please like DM me or DM Vito um, directly. Like I read every single DM and I respond to almost every single DM and I can really like scroll through my DMs and just see tens and tens and tens of like long messages. Like everyone is acting as like an entrepreneur in my DM and just giving me the best feedback because truly like this, this is not, you know, for my ego or like I built this, this is like really built for our users. So I take their feedback very seriously. So if you like the idea of an app like this, please like, let me know if you need anything else uh, to be added to the app. Yes. And you're very attentive with your DMS. Like she will message you back and she will be so nice. So just give her some feedback. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm fast. And a lot of time people are like really shocked that I like respond so fast, but my DM inbox is like the most important thing to me. Uh, I, there are a lot of things, uh, vanity metrics that are great. I don't personally really care about them because I think social media is not necessarily built to be a two-way conversation. It can be a one-way conversation a lot of times, but DM and my comment section are the places that I really get to make it a two-way conversation. I really love that. I, yeah, couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) Something else that I just truly love about you and everything you're doing is that in this all, you're very self-aware. And I love when someone can, see what's happening in their life. They can see patterns, they can see habits and work to improve upon them or just work through them in general. So we kind of touched on this earlier and I think it does still play a part because once more you're in this app building field that I don't know, maybe there's a lot of women in it, but I don't know (laughs) if that's necessarily the case. They're not. So what has been your experience with setting boundaries, whether that was in the business field with someone you're working with or fund, I don't know how these things work, or even in your personal life. I just think boundaries are something that a lot of people are, it seems to be a collective um, issue a lot of us are working on right now. So I'm curious to hear what your experience has been with boundaries and setting them and how they've bettered your life. Yeah, that's such a good question and something that I get a ton of messages about almost every day on Instagram because I've been talking more and more about setting boundaries on my Instagram, even though I was talking about it a ton in my emails in the past. But I think it's such um, a controversial topic too, because we all have different ways of communicating our emotions and our needs with people. And so it can become very tricky in different scenarios, whether it's setting boundaries with friends or it's family or it's coworkers, like it can get very, very tricky very quickly. (laughs) To me, um, I try to, you know, think of boundary setting as this simplistic idea that boundaries are clear and communicative statements of, what you will or will not spend your time and energy on. And so the moment you think about boundaries in that way, it makes it less personal because it's not about, um, you know, proving someone wrong or or letting them know who they are or they're not. It's just about focusing on what you need. And so when you think of it that way, you can set boundaries 
and be really in charge of your emotions, be really calm and have a very clear tone and have empathy for the other person receiving it. Uh, and just focus on what you can or cannot spend your time and energy on at the moment. And, you know, boundary setting is supposed to be this communicative process. It's not supposed to be a way to end a relationship or to, you know, make someone feel bad about what they have asked for or what they need of you. It's just showing where you are. And so I like practical things. I like step by step, walk me through the process, um, kind of like guidelines. And so because of that on my Instagram, I literally like share examples of like, this is how you set boundary with a friend. And the reason I do that is not to say this is the only way. It's just to have a starting point. Cause I said, we are all different. We communicate differently, but when we have an example, then we can think of, okay, like here, how I change that and make it my own. And if uh, anyone listening, you can go to my Instagram and like check out those examples because they are very compassionate. So like, for example, one of the examples I've shared before is like, um, like setting boundary with a friend would be like, I don't have time for any last minute plans, but I'm so grateful that you invited me. So you're saying no, but then you are also showing gratitude towards that person. Because as I said, it can be very communicative and very nice. With that being said, not everybody is going to receive your boundary in in a positive way, no matter how hard you try to be compassionate. And being compassionate also doesn't mean, you know, uh, making your needs less important than what they should be. It's just basically kind of like letting them know that this is not personal. And you can do all of those things and you can still receive uh, backlash for what you're asking for. And that's totally okay. Like I always talk about that. That's perfectly normal. It's just part of the process and what you have to go through with um, to set a boundary and really protect your, your time and your energy. Yeah. And I think that is like a good way of saying it's even almost like a push and a pull. It's like, you know, you're each giving a little bit. And I think that is really exemplified in the whole idea of you're saying no or you're declining but you're also still thanking them. Like it's not just black or white. I mean, it's not, and I mean, sometimes maybe if you have a poor relationship with someone, like you said, maybe they don't handle it well, or you, you know, like there's a bit of a strife there, but for the most part, I do feel like people understand. Like I just, for me, it took thinking back to when I asked a friend to like, Hey, do you want to go do this or this? And how, you know, when they declined, like, I wasn't that hurt, you know, like I might've been a little sad, like, oh, they're not going, but I wasn't upset or I wasn't mad at them. And not everyone is going to be that way. But yeah, I think what you were saying, like, it is important to just remember, like, we're all humans and <laughs> like, just treat it with kindness and just know at the end of the day, though, that you do need to like stand firm in your own, your own needs as well. Yeah. And, you know, um, to that point, I think, um, a lot of times when you feel resentful towards someone, when you're setting a boundary, at least for me, it shows that I have waited too long. So if I'm setting a boundary with someone and I'm already feeling frustrated, it means that there have been so many uh, scenarios in the past that I should have spoken about like my needs and I haven't. And now I'm feeling resentful and it's not even their fault. It's my fault because I didn't uh, have clear communications with them. So I think 
beyond setting a boundary in this process, you learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about how highly you think of yourself, how worthy you think you are on the inside, how much you are okay with receiving validation only from yourself and not every, everyone else. Because an example of a boundary, a tricky boundary can also be telling your parents, um, I'm coming over for Christmas, but I'm not okay with discussing why I'm not getting married or why I don't have a boyfriend or why I'm not having kids or why I'm not having more kids. And that's a tricky boundary to set. And being able to set that boundary is just a healing process. It's a a process of understanding that you don't have to be a people pleaser. You can stand up for yourself that it's okay if other people don't understand your path. Like all of these things come up in boundary setting. And I think that's also part of the reason that they are so controversial because there's so much more than boundary setting. It's really about self-love and self-worth at the core of it. Yes, no, definitely. And in communication, proper communication between both parties on each end. And so I'm curious, do you have like a good tip for communication, whether that is between, you know, whether that is for setting boundaries or maybe just communicating with friends or communicating with business people or loved ones? Like what's a top communication tip you have? The best communication tip I have that has helped me so much, especially in work relationships, is don't take things personally. Like, really, nothing is about you ever. And what I mean by that is is that nothing is about your worth. Anyone can give you any piece of feedback, and it's basically just how you are doing at that moment. And that can change today, tomorrow, after that conversation, it doesn't have anything with who you really are because you are an ever-changing being. And so I, I really learned how not to take things personally. And it hasn't been easy. It has been a lot of like self-work to get to this point. But something that really helps um, me to not take things personally, it, it is looking at uh, something from the other person's perspective and like how they are viewing that and what they want out of this conversation. So let's say you have a conflict with a coworker, which I've experienced so many times, both just like being someone in a workspace and also like managing people because that's an entire other word of conflicts of like managing multiple people and meeting all of their expectations and making sure that they are exceeding and the team is exceeding and all of that. And so for me, it's always important to know like how we can win together, like what that person wants from this conversation. And that also works in family dimensions, like going back to like communicating, for example, with your parents that, hey, like I'm not discussing where I don't have a boyfriend. At the core of it, maybe they just want to make sure that you're happy, right? So if you think about that and if you communicate, like try to have a conversation about how happy you are, then a lot of problems can be resolved. Well, Again, there are scenarios that you are in an abusive relationship and that's the, the intention is not necessarily always a good intention, even in a family dynamic. But in a lot of scenarios, if you really don't take that piece of um, you know, feedback or advice or whatever personally and you look from their perspective, everything becomes so much easier and everybody wins and everyone can move forward from that conversation. I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. (laughs) No, it is very true. And that's something I've had to 
work through a lot is, and like you said before, just not, I think it's like not tying your, your worth to like external things almost, you know what I mean? And like, I, I am curious in that, how has your definition of success changed? Because I know that a lot of us, that worthiness and success can be tied together in some way. And that doesn't always benefit us in the end. So since starting this entire journey of yours, like how do you define success now? Like what does that mean to you? That's, that's an incredible question. And you know, I'm such a, like a fake extrovert, like someone can meet me in person and be like, oh my gosh, she is an, like, she's the definition of being an extrovert, but I'm an introvert, really, like, I rather to be on my couch, like, by myself, but also, I really hate a small talk, and I wish, like, in a lot of, you know, social settings, people would come up to me, or I would feel comfortable to go up to someone and be like, hey, what's your definition of success? Because then we can all learn so much from each other. So I'm so happy that you asked that question because I don't get asked this question often. And I think the definition of success has changed for me so much uh, over the past few years. I think when I was 18 years old, my definition of success was basically a summation of what my parents thought of success, my friends and family thought, what was quote unquote cool at that time in, you know, Um, in the culture surrounding me, like all of these external validations, because that's how we grow up. We look at the external world and we internalize that external world and think that's, that's how I should live my life. And now my definition of success is so different. I think what is important to me is being on a path that is highly aligned with who I really am on the inside and what brings me real joy. And it's crazy that now that my definition of success and joy is so internal, it's I'm the most ambitious I've ever been in my entire life. I've never been this ambitious and being like, this is what I want and I'm going to work for it because I've never been so focused on what I want, what brings me joy and what is aligned with who I am on the inside. And I know this all, like for anyone listening, this might sound so um, conceptual and like hard to put into practice. Um, I get that, but I think one practical way to understand that you are living more towards those internal satisfactions than external satisfactions is just practicing sitting in a room in silence by yourself and observing your thoughts and your emotions. Like instead of being your thoughts and emotions, being the awareness and just observing that and being okay to be in a room where nothing is happening. There are no notifications on your phone. There's no social media validation, not checking, you know, your bank account, none of that, no external love from anybody and just feeling pure joy for this opportunity to be alive, be in this world and experience this. And so the more you do that, the more you practice that, the more you are able to really see those patterns in your daily life. It's crazy when you practice to observe your thoughts from outside, then you can walk into any meeting room and someone say something to you, you take it personally. And then for the very first time, you're actually aware enough to be like, wow, 
I took that personally and I thought I'm not good enough. So why did I feel that? And then you remember all of these different memories that you've had um, from childhood or even recent memories. And then you understand all of the conditioning that is happening to you and has happened to you. And I've gone through this journey over the years of really unpacking every single one of those and really understanding what things are important to me and what things are not. And with that being said, this is so difficult to do in 2019. Like, let's be honest. We live in a world that is so externally focused. It has never been like this. Like we can at any moment look at anyone else's life that we choose to and see the number of followers they have, the number of likes they have. Uh, we can look at our bank account and easily Google anyone else's in with our, you know, with our background or our skill sets and see how we can potentially do that we don't do now or our net worth or our salary or revenue of our business and tune into another podcast and compare that to the revenue of their business, like all of these opportunities to be so focused on external metrics. So we live in a world today that is externally focused more than ever, just because we have the potential to look at those numbers. And so I think it's more important than ever to be so focused on being so internal. Like I think the, the necessity for being an observer of your thoughts today is so much more important than 50 years ago, even though still it seems like this, you know, this thing that not every, too spiritual for a lot of people to do basically. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we, we look at people on social media and we automatically see their followers, their likes, how much, how, like how much better they are doing quote unquote than us. But what you're like, you're not seeing the internal stuff. You're not seeing what they're going through internally that maybe they're not happy or, you know, like it's, I don't know. It blows my mind. Like when you, it's something I feel like we all realize how insanely ridiculous this, <laughs> this modern world is with external factors, but it's hard to always remember that. And it was just, when you were saying that right now, I just got kind of chills. I was like, she's so right. Like she is so right. And makes me want to go <laughs> meditate for a while. <laughs> like just get out of social media. <laughs> yeah. And you know, meditation or like observing your thoughts can happen in so many different ways. It can be just self-reflecting. It can be actually being on social media, looking at something and then being like, well, I'm actually going to take a deeper look at like my thought process here and see if it was healthy. So it doesn't also have to be this thing that's like you sit in a room for 30 minutes. I personally aim for five to 10 minutes of meditation every day, but it can happen in so many ways. The, the key is to be, become aware, just to become aware that we have been conditioned a ton. All of us, no matter how we grew up, have been conditioned to accept rules by society, our parents, our family members, our friends, as facts about life, who we are, and what we are capable to do. And when you break those cycles, then you understand that, well, well, I'm this never ending, you know, possibility of new things. And that's why I said, like, I'm the most ambitious I've ever been, even though I couldn't care less <laughs> about a lot of things that are happening around me or what someone else thinks of me and all of that, that I used to care a ton about. I'm a recovering people pleaser. So uh, it was very important to me to please others for sure for a, a very long time. 
I'm just smiling so big, as you can see, because you're just <laughs> such an amazing human being. I'm just, I'm so happy for people to hear this because everything you're saying is just, it's, it's like food for the brain, like things that we need to be taking in and thinking about and considering and contemplating. So I'm just, I'm so honored you shared so much and I'm so excited for you and what's to come. And so as our last thing, where, where can people find you again once more to find you for all your greatness and then for Vito too, to check that out and learn more about it? Yeah, first of all, it was my absolute pleasure to be on this podcast. I really hope that it can be beneficial for anyone who uh, chooses to tune in because I like to just share unfiltered and like what I'm going through and how I'm processing it because that's the way I like to learn from other people. So I truly hope that this was helpful uh, for anyone listening. Uh, you can find more about me on my main account, Aria MSFAR. So it's A-R-I-A. M-S-F-A-R, or you can just go to Emily's Instagram and look through her followings and look for Aria because I'm, I think I'm the only Aria that you follow. You are, you're so unique. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me. And then Vito is V-I-T-O uh, app. Um, you can find it on Instagram. We just re very recently started having a dedicated page for Vito, which I'm really excited about because I share a lot of daily reminders and just useful information there that is so focused on just health uh, because I speak about multiple things, but Vito is very, very focused and dedicated to that type of content. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> what an episode. I just love that everything that Aria has done because I think that creating an app such as Vito is so neat. I mean, she saw an issue, one that she experienced, one that she saw others struggling with, which was trying to find an app that could help with health goals without triggering with weight and diet talk and calories. So she used her experience in tech, her passion and knowledge for health, and created this wonderful app, Vito, that helps so many already and will help so many more in the future. I'm just astounded. And just like with this podcast or my friends that have YouTube or anyone with Instagram or honestly any of us with these creative endeavors that also help others that are also a lot of work, I think it's so important to support and to showcase them whenever we can because, I mean, if you knew how much time Aria put into this app, it is crazy, much more than I put into the podcast, I'll admit that. And I truly hope that on the other side of things, the rest of the conversation resonated with you too. I know for a fact that we all struggle from something that we mentioned, whether that's setting boundaries, limiting beliefs, learning to communicate, standing up for ourselves, or just learning to find this peaceful gratitude in life and being present with who we are and what we are doing and where we're at in life. So if this did resonate with you, if you liked it, please message us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Tag us in your stories when you share the episode. Heck, even leave a rate and review. I don't care what you do. I appreciate you just for listening. If you do want to connect with us on Instagram, Aria is at A-R-I-A-M-S-F-A-R, linked below, and you can learn more about Vito at Vito underscore app. I'm on Instagram at thrive underscore on life and at let's thrive the podcast. Until next week, bye.